before I begin the podcast, just want to shout out to the Geraldines. The place looked really well. Hagerstown was uh, it was a pleasure to be there. The pitch was immaculate and well worked going down to. Um, fair play to them for the hospitality and all they did. Um, kept really ran a really tight ship down there and it was everything went smoothly. Um, so kudos to them. And now Oasis, and then we begin the Talking Points podcast. Hello and welcome to the Loud and Proud Talking Points podcast. It's been so long since I've done one of these, and today is not any easier. Um, Loud, we're beaten by Antrim today, one fifteen to three eight, and it looked like we were home and host, and uh, we didn't. We just didn't. Lose. We we lost the first game in the Division Four A North tie um, recording on the Saturday night we'll be in Carrick and Shannon tomorrow should have something on that as well on the way home um, the usual uh, Talking Minds podcast going to give a run through the game going to hear a reaction from both managers Mickey Hart and Enda McGinley both Eric O'Keefe and club men and then I'm going to finish with my talking points and then during the week I'm just or maybe it'll probably be out Monday it'll be tactics and a rookie report on patreon.com forward slash loud and proud on today's game as well so just a little bit extra that you won't get here on uh, the free podcast. But look, uh, let's get into the game. And this was, this was the, the story of the game. We lined out as per program. There was no real changes. There was no um, last-minute kind of uh, cha- um, dummy team. I don't think Mickey does dummy teams, so so that's just interesting to know going forward. Martin McEnany started in goals for, de- for his debut. Dan Corcoran, Dermot Campbell, Donald McKenney. Liam Jackson, Anthony Williams, and Owen Callahan left half back. Kieran Bourne and Bevan Duffy in the middle of the field. Andy McDonald, Kieran Keenan, Kieran Downey, uh, Sean Murray, Sam Mulroy, and Decky Bourne in the full forward line. And that's the way we started. And then Antrim kind of uh, did a couple of late changes. Mick McCann was out during the week, and uh, Sweeney was out during the week as well. So they had to make a bit of a redraft. You'd hear that in Andy McGinley's interview as well. Um, coming up in a few seconds, but um, I suppose they they made it they made a big switch straight away. The uh, he leader captain they put him on uh, Samuel Roy straight away, and they put Declan Lynch, big Declan Lynch on Decky, and we it was a nervous start. There was there was, there was a, like there, there was an openness to it in terms of that. Players were free to have possession in their own half back then, but they were they were hounded. But it was cagey. You could sense that the two teams were looking over their shoulder, looking to the sideline, looking for guidance or or what say assurance from from their new management teams. Like, are we doing the right thing? Is this what you want us to do? And you, that was same. That was very much the case with Loud. Um, you could kind of sense it, and and like they were carrying out in certain in certain factors of the game. Um, and early on, Andy makes a great run, and he. Andy was his first game for Loud since the 2019 qualifier game against Antrim. So he returned against the team the last face for Loud. And um, Andy was solid today. Um, he got on the run and Keenan clipped the ball over the bar. Keenan was probably Loud's best forward besides uh, Sam Murray, just from open play. Um, Ryan Murray, um, he introduced himself into the game with a, with a score. To level at one all, then Decky gets a great score as well. Lovely dummy solo on the turn, flicks it over the bar. Then Ryan Murray from play levels the game again. That was after seven minutes, and then um, Andrew took the lead for the first time. They're showing a lot of weight at this stage, and it allowed 
couldn't get to really grips with the two half backs driving forward and coming in late to attacks. Mark Jordan kind of was an early indicator. He got ball very wide in front of Loud, dug out and clipped the ball over the bar. And then in the next play, the next next attack for Antrim, Darren McAleese drives forward and gets a goal that puts them one three to two ahead. Um, nothing that anyone could do. That was in the fifteen minute mark and. Uh, yeah, we drove forward and Sam got a 45. It was a dodgy 45. I think the the umpire called it, not the linesman, um, from where it looked like it didn't look like a touching lantern play. We take it. Sam scores it over after missing a couple of early frees. Um, Decky then gets another one from play. Um, another score from in that puts us 1 3 to 4. Then Audron East, uh, Eastwood gets a free and we're, they're just they're, they're getting a lot of frees, but then. Mary gets the ball on the sideline, drifts it in over the top into Decky. Decky's fouled, very soft foul, but he was he would if he didn't ca- if he didn't get hampered or pulled, he would have uh, he would have claimed the ball. So it was it was a free. They wouldn't be given really around the middle of the field at our, uh, the, um, But the fact it was in the square, he's pulled down. Um, VAR gave the go ahead as well, and he picks up. Uh, picks up the f- dust himself down and Sam gets to take the penalty and in fairness to Michal or Michael Bourne for um, Antrim he got a strong hand it just wasn't enough for Sam's power that put it level again 1-4 apiece then they get a black card um, Ryan Murray gets a black card but his uh, older brother Connor comes into the game then kicks a point from play and then we just get a really really good move really up this is after the water break probably got a bit of a telling off and got I think we went 2-2 two, two to 3 points in that period after the first water break and Sean Murray gets his second goal for loud on the on the debut on his debut really good move with with uh, Keenan um, just running through with Andy and he just he just gets it he just, Keenan just gets the gets the edge over the marker gains that goal chance and a brilliant, brilliant play by Keane and just plays it into um, Mary. Mary just brilliant goal, really, really good finish, top corner, and top class. And then Kiki, we just kind of we're getting comfortable now in possession. We're we're we're, we're kind of we know the the lines of engagement, and then they're dropping men back, and we're not really afraid to shoot. You think you're really far out with men in front of you. Keenan just kicks over that press, just drives it over because they're down to forty men and they put men back. Um, Colin Murray gets another score to to make a one six two five our lead two loud lead two five to one six at half time, and we look good. We look fairly 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 um, composed at that stage. After a fairly kind of nervous opening, we responded very well to come back from from the early goal. Then Anton, we we actually win the throw in, and then we kind of fumble it and lose possession. And from that, then we just can't get out of our own half. Uh, Rory McCann kicks a 45 um, Murray comes back on uh, Ryan Murray hits two frees in a row to wipe out our lead and give them the lead then Sam Roy kip, clips one from play uh, and then Anthony Williams gets a great score comes up the field and kicks a point um, and just before that actually there's two there's kind of late there's, there's possible goal chances there um, high ball in and Martin McAnany kind of doesn't deal with it as uh, confident as you like in an early falls but to uh, an Antrim player to attack and he just I think he hits the side then and then we go up to the other field Liam Jackson has a great chance and he just clips wide by the left hand by the far post uh, up the top end the warm up end not the the, kind of the road end I suppose you'd say it in, in Hagerstown 
Then after that, um, Eastwood gets a free, and then Murray gets a free. Like they're staying in the game with frees. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Then Owen McKegas, um Andrew's first point from play, one twelve to two seven. Uh, first point, their first point from play in the sixty first minute. So ten minutes left to play, they get their first point from play uh, from open field. Downey kicks a great point um, to, just after that. Sam Murray then gets just a hell of a goal quite in the second half and then he just gets this, goes on this monster of a run, um, styles through and just blasts it. Then from the next kick out, he, it was a bad kick out from them, he, he Sam goes through and he takes, he's so powerful on the run that he takes so much, uh, t- takes so much out of the ball and goes by, goes by everyone, early goes by the keeper, has a chance to shot, shoot and bury it but the keeper gets, it's blocked. Blocked and that's a great chance then and uh, that would have sealed the game with a goal certainly even a point would have pushed just beyond you probably just would have felt there were five minutes left that would have pushed the game beyond them but then a combination of us not seeing it out and Antrim just a little bit of composure Paddy Cunningham goes off the bench clips one outside the boot really classy score one thirteen to 3-8 Eunan Walsh I think he's a coach now in loud. Um, teaching young fellas how to kick points and he kicked one and he levelled the game and he was delighted with that it was a really good score off kick out as well and uh, we still have possession we still have chances to go up the field and we missed them and then we cough up possession around the half back line our own half back line Murray has it and it seems like he's in acres of space and a couple of seconds to get to him and he still doesn't get it. Thinking, oh, they're not going to give it, they're not going to get it. He does eventually get it, cuts inside on his left foot in front of the, the little stand there in front of us and clips it over the bar to give Antrim the win and then there was no chance then after that. He gets a red card actually after that. Um, I think he got right wrongfully given her a, a second black card. I think it was probably Union Walsh that probably should have got it. But um, that's why he's remonstrating so much. But one fifteen to three eight. That was the run and the flow of the game. Here's um, Mickey Forst and then Enda McGinley. We, we needed to be more in control of the game but I still think even with that when, when Antrim went into a good position there and we got back to that goal we had a number enough chances to, to close the game out mm-hmm. and it all shows you that if you don't take your chances when you're in the sentence you, you'll pay the, the price for it I know that you're a big fan of he isn't of Mulroy I mean you discovered him when you came down I heard apparently you, you rated him Top notch, Maggie. I well, I think if you're watching on there today, you'd see where yeah. he is, you know. Yeah. And probably that's part of the problem. We didn't get him on the ball enough in the yeah. places that he hurts teams, and that's a collective responsibility that we have to look at and see why did that happen, and and on why how can, how can we change that now to to keep him in the place where he's most effective. If you can indulge me for a minute, Mickey, in terms of a money, a big change for you as well. What was the experience like, or was the adrenaline just that didn't matter? You were just so focused on the game itself, the fact that you're on a different sideline, and that's some kind of getting. Well, it's no different if you're if you're in charge of a team, you're part of the squad, you're part of what everybody's about there. So you want to you know. I see. We we, we went into this together. If we'd won the game, we'd have won it together. We've lost, we've lost together. We hurt as much as they do. The players hurt because of that loss. We hurt too. Otherwise, we shouldn't be here. You know, it's special to try and win games wherever you are and with the group of people that you're with and, and today we didn't do it so we, we're, we're, we're as down in the mouth about this result as the players are and, and the whole only hope is that we can lift ourselves in seven days time or eight or whatever it is to be better the next day out um, 
Sorry, Mickey. And mm. the final one for me. Um, have you enjoyed the experience of the last five, six weeks in terms of working with these guys? A completely different project for you. Well, absolutely. I mean, we, we've really enjoyed being with them and they've responded well to what we're trying to do. And it's early days yet, you know, we, we don't we can't expect miracles overnight and we didn't even get the length of time you'd normally get to work with the team. So it's, it's been really stop-start. We did a bit before Christmas just to kind of get the half know the players. Then when we come back after that, it was Zoom calls are dead on, but it doesn't do much for a ball in the field, you know. So we, we kept in touch that way. So this last number of weeks we've been back, we've got a good response from the boys and I think they felt going into this game the day that they would be good enough to get the right result and I do believe I hope when I look back and analyse this today they were good enough to get the result but we didn't take the chances when they were there Just, just back, to, back to I suppose to a question you've already answered just how, how disappointed was the finish of that game for you Mickey today? Oh, it was very frustrating you know especially not even the very finish of the year but when we got that goal from Sam an excellent individual goal to go two up I think it was we had very good chances to put that a four and five point game and if we had done that I think that we would have won the game so that's that's very frustrating because it wasn't as if we weren't creating the chances we created good chances and didn't take them I think the number of unforced errors was just out of beyond up over the radar there today you know so is that about the intensity of the opposition or is it about you know, ring rustiness. So it's probably a bit of both. Yeah, I thought generally you, you performed fairly well defensively today. Certainly the first half, Mickey. But uh, I suppose that the score that won the game for Antrim today, it was a man that was loose and he was a player that was causing all sorts of trouble in that second half. Ryan Murray. Ah, yeah, Ryan Murray's a good player. It doesn't matter what team he's on. I mean, we, we saw Ryan Murray score goals against us when we were playing for, when we were managing Drone. So I mean, he's no he's no bad footballer. That so that we can't say anything about that. But I think the, the problem for us is that we had possession going forward and gave it up and that's what caused that you know so that's the sad thing about it it's not the fact that a great player on the other side got a great score or two it's the fact that we handed off the ball to them for cheap you know I mean you're on time you know tight margins the Mulroy goal and another opportunity had that gone in the, the, the second opportunity it probably would have been game over at that stage Aye he, he was going for the throat so to speak and maybe a point would have done but you know you can't fault a man for being goal hungry and uh, and, and, and he, was, he was very capable of putting it in the net as he showed from the one before it so it was just a pity that you know those those choices, those decisions make a wild difference at the end of the day and uh, it made a huge difference today. And 17 as well, Mickey, should have popped it over. Your number 17. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Just yeah. there. Yeah. That, yeah. And he had to turn, he, he had a chance to put it over and that would have been, mm. he'd have been home and hosed. We would, we would. <laughs> I know, there was great chances for us. That's, the, that's probably the frustrating thing for us. We had loads of good chances to win the game yeah. and, um, yeah. you know, I probably would have been very happy to get the draw at the end of it because of that, but... We don't, we don't have anything that's it what about your three debutants today how did you think they performed well I'm, I'm happy with all of the players that were out there today um, I think it's a, it's a learning experience for them you know you don't expect perfection from anybody and particularly at this time of year with having played so little football so you know look it is what it is as I said to the players we, we just start from from where we are now and start to build for next week and there's nothing else you can do about it I mean there's no time to feel sorry for yourselves it's a quick turnover game's coming thick and fast Mickey so you have to really pick yourselves up very quickly yeah there's about two minutes to feel sorry for yourself when that game is over and then it's time to go again yeah. you know <laughs> that's it. Have to win your next two, Mickey. Is that the way you look at it? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, you, uh, <laughs> certainly, if you don't win the next one, you're you're staying where you are for another year, and we wouldn't want that. We we want to do our very best to climb up the ladder a bit. But you know, results will tell the tale. Either we will or we won't. You know. Couple yeah. of uh, forwards missing today, Mickey Connor and Ryan. How will they be fixed for next week? I will. 
we don't know. It's, 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 it's still a question mark over to him, but certainly we missed them today, yeah. Would staying in Division 4 be a big setback for the development of this team, Mickey, or did it have to happen? Well, everybody likes to claim the ladder if they can, and, and you know, we're in here to make this team better, to make this squad better, and, um, you know, I feel that pushing up a division would challenge everybody to be better. Uh, staying in the division means that, you know, you can't measure it as progress. You can only measure it as experience. Just assessment, Hilda. Uh Obviously delighted, but um, relief. What was the overriding emotion there at the end? I feel like you can't, you can't be thinking great things from a one-point win where realistically five minutes before the end you would have happily taken a draw and, and went up the road to the point uh, I thought to be honest we, we probably should have been further ahead we had missed a lot of chances and, and that's certainly something we'll sit down and, and discuss during the week but as I said to the fellas uh, many times over the weeks coming into this because of the four week run and because of the limited time together for teams the limited challenge games everybody's going to be pretty rough around the edges the football is not going to be tidy there's going to be plenty of mistakes and it's about coping with those mistakes and just keeping in the game keeping in the game and trying to show composure at the critical moments and to their credit they done that they came through a period of time where they had huge chances they kept missing them you could see the heart going down on them but they kept at it and then they came really good at the end and I suppose most heartily for a squad and, and for us as management the boys we put in off the bench uh, had a huge say in that so uh, that's brilliant for them and, and I think that's that'll give us a big boost too moving forward The bench did do well Andy you've got a bit of you've got a bit of everything on the bench there you know you've got that pace of no surprise that uh, McBride and uh, Cape came on and then obviously Paddy I won't say they're preordained substitutions, but there were always a few cards to play, weren't there? Yeah, absolutely. Like I suppose looking at the game, most county games now, you're you're closer to eighty minutes than you are seventy yeah. minutes in terms of football. Uh, given the limited amount of training time, you knew fellas couldn't play at that level for eighty minutes. And all being well, you sort of knew that the game should be nip and tuck coming into the last 10-15 minutes. So you need your finishers on, on the pitch, yeah. and so that that's what you're throwing on there at the end, men that you know have been there, done that have been around a few corners and backed themselves in the tight moments to make the right decisions and execute the skills. They've done that. So it's brilliant, brilliant for the team, a great boost, but it's it's two points and we move on. In terms of the, the you know, I know you, you played down against Horse and Mickey and that there, was it, when the match was taking place, it was just just focused on it or was it a wee bit sort of in your head that geez, these boys soldier these boys and I'm trying to put one over no it never really came into yeah. the head at all to be absolutely honest it's sort of we met right at the start just I was out walking on the pitch with my men we just laughed and said we should have had the match over the road rather than down here uh, we live only half a mile from each other but uh, no look that's, that's sort of a very much a side story I said in my own part that it was about the players on the pitch and like it's the players on the pitch doing that now that's some brilliant performances today in fairness to them but plenty of our boys stood up too I'd have to give special mention to Connor Stewart on his debut like I thought he was absolutely outstanding out there uh, for a 19 year old I just thought it was, was an amazing performance so that gives great heart gives great Philip to the squad to see a young lad like that doing well and there's plenty of others as well In terms of um, the, the guys that they were dropping like flies maybe at one stage for you it was difficult Sweeney, Mick uh, a couple of the others you know that were yeah, sure that was difficult during the match yeah. as well. when, yeah. when you've got a when you've got a, a team in your head and you've got a net bang it just it's house of cards sometimes yeah it is but that's football and I suppose there was a couple of ones we got injured before fairly players that, that we'd be thinking would be fairly central in our plans and thankfully they're now coming they'll be back in now over the next week or two all being well they're, they're in a really good place now so uh, losing Mick was a massive blow to 
form himself would be a huge player for us uh, and then losing Sweeney who we were going to use to cover for Mick uh, was, was unexpected on Thursday night so it was a tough week but at the same stage I still and I said to the boys as well I still felt the team we were going out was easily good enough uh, in terms of man against man to, to get a result now we didn't make it easy for ourselves uh, but I think they proved that so again that gives them great lift it's still gotten for the fellas that have been injured but uh, you, you just know that plenty of other squads are having similar difficulties and it's, it's going to be one of them campaigns you have to roll with the punches there's going to be nothing perfect for anybody that's one for me um, in terms of such a such a lot raiding in that match, did you feel a, a pressure coming into the match, and that you, you know, such a short lead, everything about it, it was like one or bust here. Yeah, it's it's a it's a hugely tight group. It's a really tight group, and I would still have said before, and I would maintain that. I, I don't foresee a team going through collecting full points uh, I think teams will drop points here and there uh, but coming down and getting a win in our away game was great with the two home games now that so we sort of felt coming down here today as long as we, we give a really good account of ourselves and, and maybe if we grabbed a result or not we still knew with two home games going home to so as long as we had things to work from from today and something to build on that's brilliant We're, we are in a wee bit of bonus territory to, to come down and take the two points from Louth but it doesn't lessen the challenge that's ahead in terms of Slago and Leitrim. And they're just on Ryan. He had a pretty interesting day, didn't he? He the winner, red card, yellow, black card. Bit of everything going on. He, he had plenty going on and a good, chat, good long chat with the referee as well. Uh, yeah, disappointing for Ryan. I, I didn't think the black card was a black card, but I wasn't privy to, to what was going on. Uh, I, I just, in terms of concentrating his football, Ryan played well for us today. He struck his freeze really well full of energy full of running uh, so I'm delighted Ryan I think it's where he has been in and out a wee bit over the years but I, I think he's, he's an amazing player for us and particularly at wing half forward today I thought he was excellent the fact that he's involved plenty uh, I don't mind that as long as we stay on the right side of it Just in terms of the season is Division 4 is uh, for Division 4 teams is the league a lot more important than the championship or are you looking to that Armagh game and thinking I, I think I suppose you, you take it game by game is the cliche but certainly league first is certainly a, a much bigger priority uh, in division four maybe than up the grades because you, you can make very significant progress but whenever the league's done then the whole razzmatazz and the tradition comes in about championship and suddenly that's the only show in town and you can very easily switch your focus and get up for that and yes the, but it's a sort of a shot to nothing if, if you've got a good league campaign well then the, the championship is a shot to nothing and whatever way the championship goes if you've got a good league behind you you then are building towards next year and you know you've, you've made progress so the league is massive absolutely for, for teams I would suggest anywhere outside division one uh, the, the, the leagues are massive Yes, send them again there, happier of the two managers. Um, right, talking points, plenty of them as usual, and the first talking point is usually the main one, and first talking point for me is the uh, missed chances. Just, it was criminal nearly, the goal chances, we probably had three really good goal chances we, we, we coughed up and didn't even get a point from. Maybe four, yeah, probably four. Um, in the first half, you have Kieran anyone goes through and clips one short, miscues it, and then three in the second half. Um, Liam Jackson comes forward and screws one wide early in the f- in the second half, and then just after um, we get the goal, Sam has a great chance. I've mentioned that already, and then John Clutterbuck as well. 
he drives forward and the goal well it probably it would need a lot to do to get the goal get a goal out of it but he had a chance even I'm going to put down his missed chance um, because he turns checks himself back and then clips it wide when he could have just clipped it over the bar like like he has done for the for the Martins he did it in the senior final as well just driving forward and just clipping it over finishing or hand passing over the bar and it's just those missed chances that kill us. We kicked about what, six, seven, eight, nine, I have nine wides, but know yourself when you're, when you're counting it up, you, you could miss a couple more, it could be a couple added extra. But I don't, I don't think we were, we were near, nowhere near as efficient as um, as Antrim. I don't think Antrim kicked the ball into the goalie's hands. We did miss a couple of frees early on. and We were just, yeah, just wasteful and shooting from bad angles shooting uncomposed and it just kind of killed us really come down the stretch we weren't efficient enough with the ball um, and and that kind of told um, we just yeah we just it just like, we just didn't take this thing over like even if Sam clips the ball over the bar in that thing pushes out the three point game we can defend it a lot better we can control the ball an awful lot better um, I, I know Mickey says you're probably right to go for the juggler, but it's all right when when it pays off. I suppose what I'm trying to say, but when it doesn't, there's other chances. Then when you don't clip the motor bar, just take the safe option. Just take your points, keep building your points, and it just snuffs them out of the game. And we're home and host because it's like it's cynical. Like it, you have to be not 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 cynical in in terms of. Uh, Getting your man behind the ball and put, shutting up shop, but we nearly could have done that if just to get the win, just to get over the line, get the momentum going, and now we face. Oh yeah, I'll talk to about that at the end. But just yeah, just a killer. Those missed chances were just an absolute killer because, like, we hit three eight today, um, and like we went out of the game for large stretches they had they had an awful lot of possession I would say in both halves especially the start of the start of both halves really and then midway through the second half as well they were they were dominant in possession and we stay in there and if we just take our chances and our goal chances because we're able to cut them open um, it's a different story altogether um, so Mickey will hopefully look to rectify that during the week right talking point number two is um Kieran Bourne and uh, Bevan Duffy's midfield. Um, it, it just it didn't really work today, in terms of winning primary possession. We didn't win. No, we didn't win an awful lot of primary possession off those midfielders. Now I know they were playing wide, and then we, we probably didn't. Samuel Roy was the only man to catch a pure clean catch off the middle of the field, and he's coming from deep to do so. That's fine, but we have to keep doing that all the time, and maybe getting the likes of. Andy doing more of them. It's just it just didn't flow. Didn't we didn't win enough of those balls around them in the field, and because of that, then we didn't have a platform, and we struggled to get a foothold in the game and build that sustained pressure that Antrim had. Um, what does Tommy Dornan come in there? Does Andy just start in the middle of the field? Um, there is other options there. Connor Early's in the squad as well. Matthew Corker's on the bench. He didn't come on. Um, but yeah, that's just. Maybe that's just my my way of thinking of it there now as well. I'll probably be naming my team during the week again on Patreon. Um, and with that, yeah, I'm going to talk about talking point number three. That uh, that indiscipline, like like I said in the report, there it was sixty first minute before they get um, before they get what would you say they get their first score from play, 
up until that point they got one two when another was a forty five and then I was caused from near goal chance. But there's a yeah, they hit four frees before they get the point, first point from play in the second half. And then in the first half they uh, they get a couple of scores from frees as well. Eastwood gets a free, um and there's another one there as well. But it's just it, it it's not only that it, Murray as well. It's just not only that, it's just that we have to work so hard for our scores. And then we kind of give them a chance to get scores where freeze. Like when you look at it, like they had their what was their score and tally overall? Let me see. They had yeah one fifteen, one fifteen, and then one two six six freeze from six freeze over that. And we actually just looking at it here today. We didn't get one free. Yeah, so we didn't kick one free today. That's that's actually I can't believe that now and I'm seeing it. We didn't kick one free. No, no, we got the penalty. But yeah, we're not we're, we're not getting the freeze because we're not causing that indiscipline. We're not giving them the, the, we're not we're not giving them enough kind of problems. We're not going to contact and and driving at them to to get the freeze, and that's a big problem. Um, and then the indiscipline then we're showing as well. Just rash ta- challenges. Um, just kind of soft freeze as well. Just gives them a lovely handy in into the game, and even in the right areas for them as well. Like Murray was just hitting them on his left foot on the right wing, and we see he had two identical out on that side as well. Um, then on top of that, um, we talk about number four. We could have had a penalty. I know that people are saying that was a soft penalty for De- Declan Bourne, but it was a penalty, um, and then. Was Ross Nally fouled at the end? Pretty sure he was. Probably a foot block in there on Sam as well for that chance. But uh, I thought was, I thought Andy uh, Ross Nally was definitely fouled for a penalty. He was taking head height, and I know was in the Melton pot the game, and, and uh, the referee decided not to give it. But for me, that's a huge talking point. Um, looking back in the video, it looked like a penalty. And then talking point number five would be. Um, would be uh, which one will I go with first? I will go with the fitness and the handling. To me, on the eye, and probably through their better decision making at key at key stages was um, Antrim's fitness. Probably because they had that extra couple of weeks. You know, um, it was opened up earlier up up in Northern. It was obviously rumours that they were able to train, that that they were training away, and it just kind of showed like they even like in the beginning they mentioned there with Sweeney out, Mick McCann out, they were able to bring men in, and they look fine. And then they still had a much deeper, much like deeper selection of a squad. Like Paddy McBride comes in, Owen McKay comes in. They all contribute. What did they get? One, two, three, three scores off the bench. You know, so they had that fitness, they had that depth, whereas um, we we didn't like we didn't get that much of an impact off the bench at all. I don't think we got a point. Nally might have won the free, Ross Nally might have won the free, but none of them scored. Um, and it's just that decision making when you're tired that doesn't come off, and they looked a little bit fresher, a little bit more fitness in the legs, and I don't know, they're throwing it out there. Um, but talking about number six, maybe we just tackled. Like, like this new system is going to take time. It's a long-term project, as Mickey alluded to. Uh, but talking about number six, the uh, the tackling, 
around the field from from us was really really good really positive to see we got massive turnovers in our own half back line Andy McDonald back doing what he does best in that tackling mode um, just big big turnovers to Anthony Williams put in a serious shift as well um, like <laughs> we're working hard and it's coming it's going to come it's going to turn it's go, It's just uh, it's just it's just a, a sickener to take and Especially when you missed those chances, but I thought, no, like I talked about number six, our tackling was visible. We kind of did tailor a little bit away from that in the second half, where we didn't get to tackle them in that area, in that high press, uh, like we were doing in the first half. And when things were going well for us, getting those turnovers, and that 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 is something that is there and it will be worked on and will improve. Hopefully, be improved on for uh, for next week. And then the attacking, number, talk about number seven. Like we highlighted last year how bad or how lacking our attacking was. And that half forward line looks very, very solid. Like Kieran Keaton played well beyond his years. Just everything he does is very classy. Even he goes down in the first half, picks up a ball and eludes people. Um, the way he gets that extra half yard on the shoulder to create the goal chance of Mary Picks up scrappy ball. Like he really had his man in trouble. Um James Laverty that came back into it, back into the Antrim setup, and he like for for a chap that's only coming on the scene, he's more or less a debutant, having started the end of last year in those games with Wayne. Um, <coughs> really good foundation there, and then the half back line was fairly solid, very very good going forward. Um, in Jackson Williams and Callahan, maybe um, Clutterbuck comes in during this week gets more fitness in the legs he comes in there maybe there could be a possible change up around there as well but it just shows the intensity and tackling around those areas and uh, you can see that that's a sign of things to come and because of that our attacking was a lot better like the whole four forward line scored four ever six forward scored um, who didn't score Andy Andy didn't score maybe all our forwards all our all our forward score one two three four Five yards score all the forward scored by Andy. Andy probably created a lot. He created the first score for Keen for Keenan as well. And he's probably yeah, he's playing he's, he's doing the balance of that. So there's more there's more attack and flair there. Um it will be tweaked and it will be better um as a result. And then so talking point number eight is the missing men, like the the loss of um, Connor Grimes and Ryan Bournes in the twenty sixth hour is massive. Because Conor Grimes been playing really, really well. If he starts that game or he comes in off the bench, he is uh, he's the difference in that game. Like he really, I think he really would have been the, the difference, you know. So hopefully we'll have him back next week with Bournsey because they can offer something more for us. Um, I will be talking about the rookies and the tactics in further uh, detail during the week on the Patreon podcast. But I suppose what's next in talking point number nine. And I suppose this is where Mickey Aarons is corn with loud. Like he'll definitely have known his players an awful lot better. He's something really. He's a lot of video footage now to really work on, and really kind of translate back to the players. And there's plenty there. There's plenty of learnings there. And I hate saying that term. It's like it's like a rugby term, but there is learnings there. There is different things that we can work on, and there's good things to work on, like the tackling, like the forward play. Um, some of the turnovers and a half back. Some some of the defending was really good. Liam Jackson cuts out a lot of possession. Um, Anthony Williams as well uh, in there as well. And the kickouts, like like that's a new midfield partnership. It's a new kick out um, from a new keeper. So it's it's all kind of 
it's not flowing at the moment. It's in that storming stage. Like it's going to, it's slowly but surely going to come. Um, but Mickey will kind of tweak that and maybe make the players realise where the where the thing isn't all lost. Um, or maybe you te- teach them what to do or, or um, Gavin Devon as well. Because we kind of found it that, maybe that's through the fitness, through Antrim, that they were more patient and happy to just let us have the ball at okay, on occasions. Or they were happy to have the ball and, and not rush and take the shot. They were happy to work it. They knew what to do and knew why to work it. Um, it was interesting. It wasn't great looking back, uh, but not as bad as it, as you think looking back, if that makes sense. But um, no doubt about it, massive pressure um, going into the Leitrim game. Obviously, I'm recording after, on the Saturday night of the of the game. Um, they play tomorrow against uh, Sligo. Jesus, like, a Sligo win or a draw might be great for us. But then, if Leitrim win, they don't really have to win next week. Whereas, like Mickey said, like we're gone, we will lose next week in Carrickshallan. That's it. That's it. Game over. Um, so we'll have a massive, massive. Um, didn't look like any injuries either. Um, it'll be a massive drive now and a lot of pressure. But pressure is good for us. In that, it's it's going to be like a cup final or like oh, not the cup final because it's in Leicester today. But it's it's like that. It's a knockout. It's a championship. We have to beat Leitrim. We have to win the rest of our games. The margin of error is too so too low. Um, you'd like to think that Antrim will now go on and beat the rest of the two teams as well. I know um, in the beginning they said teams will drop points. We'd be just saying that. Um, he'd be fairly confident out of his side with his finishers and with his uh, two players, big players to come back into the side, would possibly win the group out. And that's what that's what we're nearly hoping now that Antrim blitz everyone and we kind of become the second best team by beating Antrim or by beating Leitrim and beating Sligo and chatting to John Savage from the Argus Drogheda the Independent after the game. He says losing by a point is is very good. And, he, and he's right like because it could come down to score difference and <clears throat> if Andrew put a big score on a team or if someone gets a big loss that that low score difference is really good for us going forward um, but because uh, all is not lost um, but yeah that's it that's all the talking points missed chances we have um, talking point number two where is the number two the midfield area the indiscipline the uh, penalty call for Ross Nally, the fitness and the handling, the tackling tactics, the um, the attacking play, the missing men, and what's next. So that's been my nine talking points. First time I've done that in a long time. Enjoyed doing that. Hope you did too. Um, I will be having further discussions. We'll be talking tactics during the week. We'll be talking. I'll be doing a rookie report on the three rookies: Martin McInerney, Sean Murray, um. Leonard Gray, I think he's a, I think he's a debutant off the bench. Now I don't, I do think I do know he he did play a Bourne Cup, but I think that's his first league start, along with the um, Donald McKenney as well, the the Mary's Callback. So plenty to talk about, plenty more to come. Um, thanks very much for signing up. If you did sign up during the week, loads of people last week, and it was a really hectic week. Um, I'll be getting someone on from Leitrim to kind of go through what their what their situation is, whether it's good or bad, um, and then I'll be picking my team and reacting to Mickey's team that he picks. And uh, yeah, overall, loads of stuff going on and happening. 
Um, thanks very much for tuning in to the Loud and Proud Talking Points podcast. Um, it's a tough loss to take. The honeymoon isn't over. I wouldn't say that to any any degree. It's just that it's just it's kind of like okay, all the the hype and the hullabaloo is over with Mickey now. It's a cold reality, um, and you strip it all away, and then it comes down to the results. And it's just the result didn't go the right way. We had the chances. We could have been out of sight. Um, we probably would have, like and McGinley said they would have taken the draw we would have taken the draw but however it is what it is we still have a chance we still win our last two games we'd push it very close come the uh, end of this Division 4 North and maybe maybe down the line we probably won't be down the line meet Antrim again uh, hopefully in Division 3 next year but um, thanks very much for tuning in uh, sign up on patreon.com forward slash loud and proud for more analysis more loud GA content and talk Good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, God, I sound very depressed at the end of that. Uh, I'm not that depressed. It's great to get football back. It's great to have something to talk about again. Um, tough loss, I know, to take, but we'll be back a few more tweaks um, and we'll be there thereabouts. Please, God. Good luck. Bye-bye. Sing loud and sing it proud today.